Jana, I'm just having a moment of silence for Miss Calendar. R.I.P. Almost R.I.P. Almost R.I.P. Miss Calendar. She was violated <laughs> by a horrible sort of rock and roll demon. Yes, in this demon. very special episode eight, The Dark Age. The Dark Age. Ooh. Which is sort of a title that is maybe a little bit um, the mystery still to me. Yeah. Why do you think it's called that? I don't know. Is it like... Giles's Dark Age uh, is what I think. Yeah. <laughs> after having seen that episode, but it is um can be interpretable yep. in many ways. Yeah. Well, what's the sitch murmur? Tell me what's happening. All right, let's go through this episode. Um, I loved it because we I have had questions. The so. Giles and his, like, ripper kind of, like, little thing that they threw in a couple episodes. I think in the Halloween episode, we found out this ripper thing, but we haven't found out more. So this was a great Giles backstory episode. I know. I love Giles. I remember, I still remember him cleaning his ring after he was beating Ethan Rain. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, And he just went into, like... Dark Age Giles, Mm -hmm. basically. That episode was cool because we saw Giles having a secret, and we saw Giles being a badass, but Giles wasn't made vulnerable like he was in this episode where he was powerless um, and needed help. So Mm -hmm. this was like the same story but had a much, you know, more serious effect on Giles. Yeah, it was a really good Giles character-building episode because he is – a bit of a mystery, and yeah. I'm always, like, wondering about his past or why he is the way he is or how he's come, you know. So all these things, they layer and layer, and they're peeled a bit away with every episode. I mean, not every episode. Some are little throwaway <laughs> episodes. They're not throwaway. They're always character-developing, but this was, like, a real mm-hmm. focus on Giles, so mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, So we, like, start off the episode with this man at... Sunnydale. Philip. Philip, uh, with a terrible goatee. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor Philip. Poor Philip. Um, he's running around. He's got this briefcase. He's looking frantic. The janitor points him to Giles' office. And I was like, what time is it? Giles is still here. Loser. Go home. But I guess they're all kind of losers. They don't really, their personal life and their work life, just like there is no separation. There's lots of extracurricular. Mm-hmm. And the sun sets much earlier in Sunnydale because they're in True. California. So it's always dark around like 730. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Like it's so dark when so many activities are happening. But yeah, but it's not like here in the land of the sun, summer and the dark yeah. winter. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're more, they're more, well, they're closer to the equator, so they are, have more consistent daylight hours. So I bet mm-hmm. it gets, like, sunny at 7 a.m. and dark at 7 p.m., yeah. like, pretty consistently. More consistent than ours. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he's, like, banging on the door. He's like, I need, I need to see Giles, Rupert Giles, um, and this demon lady is following him, um, Meanwhile, inside, they can't uh, hear because Buffy's doing, like, aerobics. <laughs> yeah, she's doing step. She's doing step. Uh, it's very good. And Charles is like, turn off that abominable noise. <laughs> um, What did this music sound like to you that uh, she was listening to? It it didn't sound – it sounded like something they didn't have to pay for the rights for. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it kind of sounded Mortal Kombat-y. Yeah. Like, it was like da 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 It was totally. very electronica yeah. Mortal Kombat <laughs> music. Um, we'll see if we can throw a clip in here <laughs> so we can all be reminded. Must we have this noise during your calisthenics? It's not noise, it's music. I know music. Music has notes. This is noise. I'm aerobicizing. 
wonderful. You work on your muscle tone while my brain dribbles out of my ears. Help! Help, please! Um, so they can't hear this guy pounding on the door outside. Um, I just love Giles and Buffy training time. It's always funny. And she's always being a young teen girl. And he's always like, oh, like, can't you just do it in the old-fashioned way? And she's like, no, girl. They <laughs> <laughs> get my steps in. Um, but very, uh, it reminded me of you because... Um, I love aerobics. You love aerobics. And way back when we first met in theater school, when we were 18, <laughs> you did like an aerobics thing for some thing we did in school, in yeah. class. You like led the class in, in an, an aerobics, aerobics class. And you were, and I got a flashback because you were just being buffy. And now I never knew. This was like almost 15 years ago or some shit. And you did, you were just being buffy. This is a part of my life. Aerobics was something a lot of my idols did, like <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, mm-hmm. huge aerobics superstar, mm-hmm. um, obviously Buffy. My mom was a massive aerobics of course. lady. Still is. Uh, her and my dad, like, met at the craft challenge. Like, What's Katie, the craft challenge? Like, craft is in, like, craft dinner craft. But what is it? it there was a sponsored athletic event that Kraft <laughs> sponsored. Uh, and my, In Edmonton? In Edmonton. Um, uh, maybe around the world. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Uh, but Edmonton was involved, and my parents had an aerobics off, and they met doing aerobics. They were both sporto, huge sportos. You were born from sporto aerobics. I was made... Probably after a aerobics class, <laughs> very. I was made while my parents did their calisthenics. Let's just put it like that. Horizontal calisthenics, am I right? <laughs> um. So then they turn the music off. Uh, there's like the scuffle happening outside, mm-hmm. and Deidre, this demon lady, is like trying Poor to kill Green Deidre. Yeah, trying to kill Phil. Um, and kill the, Phil. Kill Love Phil. It. Kill Phil, volume two. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, and she does, and then she turns into a pool of, like, goo. Gatorade. Yeah, Gatorade It goo. looks like blue Gatorade. The blue goo goes into Phil, uh, and, like, uh, we don't know really what it is or whatever. It just, like, it, like, goes into him. I I assumed it was, like, demon going into this new mm-hmm. body because, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the cold open. This whole, this whole episode is going to be about blue Gatorade mm-hmm. demonology. Mm-hmm. After the cold open, it's, like, Nightmare Giles time. Yes. He's, He's yeah. weird nightmare montage. It's scary. It's actually quite... It happens, like, a few times in the episode where we see Giles' nightmare. Mm -hmm. And it's flashes of, like, I don't know. It felt very satanic to me, satanic ritual. There was sort of look like like Ouija board, like, demon, Satan shit, flames. So quite scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see Giles wake up from it, and it's so you're like, oh, weird. Like, why is Giles having this, like, Satan-y dream nightmare. Yeah, is it dream? Is it flashback? Yes. Yeah. I mean, later on we find out. I I believe these are flashbacks to yeah. his satanic youth. Yeah. <laughs> I also see it as being like, oh, that looks like a rock and roll music video too. Like I I do <laughs> totally. see it as being like just if you take the demon out of it, I'm like, oh, this is just an episode about some of the things that Giles regrets. Mm. about his youth. Yeah. Like, and about living large and doing lots of drugs and yes. and partying a lot and that being awesome and also there being parts of that that are less awesome. Mm-hmm. Mistakes he may have made, decisions he made when maybe he wasn't in his right mind. And it fe- so it feels a bit like rock and roll. Yeah, very rock and roll. <laughs> uh <laughs> Which is so amazing that this is Giles Pass. I, I love it. Um, 
And, uh, okay, and at school, Buffy and Willow are talking about, like, um, what what's this game called? Anywhere But, but here. here. I wanted to play it with you now. Oh, yeah, okay. Anywhere But Here. Do it, like, their way, if you want. Well, do it however you want. Okay, I'll do it. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going to say in Hawaii, on the top of, no, on a volcano that I've hiked to, like in, like, a backpacking trip with Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, I am five years into intense training in China with Jackie Chan. (laughs) And I've graduated from stunt school as a top student, and he takes me to, he takes me and all of my friends and my boyfriend to, because I'm not interested in Jackie Chan that way, but he's still a part of my anywhere but here. Um, He takes me to his Beijing apartment and wines and dines us because I deserve it because I was his top student. And Amazing. I am now a stunt. I am now a stunt woman, Amazing. taught by Jackie Chan. <laughs> this is such a fun game. Okay, we're gonna play it on the Instagram, okay, we'll and everyone has gram. to submit there anywhere but here. Yes, uh, we we would love to hear them. Yes, um, we gotta pull this out again because it's really fun. <laughs> um, so Buffy's is. I just thought hers was funny. She was like on a beach, but not a California beach. I know. I was like. Man, shut the fuck up, Buffy. Have you been to a California beach? No, I've never. There, I like. I've been to Venice Beach and stuff, and it it they are amazing. Like it, it's ridiculous that she. I mean, girl whatever. doesn't know what she has. Well, and everyone wants to be somewhere else, anywhere but here. But sure, it is silly because she lives in California, the land of beaches yeah. and palm trees. Yeah. We live in the most landlocked place yeah. in the world. <laughs> I know. Willow's anywhere but here. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. Italy, Florence. John Cusack. John Cusack. Eating ziti. I know. Aww. Which is a tubular pasta for those pasta fans. Oh, uh, very Sopranos. They're always eating ziti in the Sopranos. Um, Xander's anywhere but here is Amy Yip in the water park. Uh, who's Amy Yip? Who is Amy Yip? Should we do a quick, quick little Google? Yeah, Google it, Marmar. It must be. I'm looking at you. And a, a '90s, one of the leading sex symbols of Hong Kong cinema in the late 1980s and early 1990s. <laughs> Does she look familiar? Um, there's no picture on this Wikipedia. Let's look up her filmography. This is so weird. They're like, these are Chinese movies, like. They're all called, like, Ghost Fever. Are they martial arts movies? Erotic Lookout Doctor. I think they're martial arts. Doctor's mar- Heart. What the? I think they might be martial arts movies because. Maybe. Um. This is, this might be, like, a deep, a deep. Maybe this is a Joss Whedon yes. deep cut, yeah. And also, Sarah Michelle Gellar loves, like, the person, <laughs> not the Buffy, the person loves martial arts movies. Oh. Um, too. Oh, she's really hot. Okay, we'll put a picture on the gram. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. She's very beautiful, but it's very, it's very weird. It's very. I just don't think Xander would know this, but maybe he would because he saw a weird movie. But the, uh. later on in the series, we're gonna watch a lot of old martial arts movies. Okay, cool. So if, but I think it sounds like it's an Easter egg for those of us who for the fans. Yeah, we should watch one. Yeah. Um, I'll put a picture of her on the ground because she's beautiful. Uh, and that's it, always his fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'm a constant. My heart is constant. Yeah. I'm not fickle like you. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, so then they're like shit-talking Giles about how what a stuck-up dude he is. <laughs> I love it so much. They're like... Don't like thinking about adults having sex. It grosses them out. Don't like thinking about them having a past. It grosses them out. Like, they can't, they don't see him as a sexual being. No. Or. I mean, and that's kind of, the episode shows that too, that he doesn't necessarily see himself as a sexual being. Well, he's sort of felt so much shame. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Around that time Mm -hmm. that he has forgotten that. Yeah. He's sort of lived. 
dare I say, a celibate sort of, I feel like that's kind of what they're in, inferring. That's what it seemed like to me, like that he he's very rusty. He's very out of practice of this. Like it's kind of what's happening when he like uh, sees Miss Calendar. It's always a bit awkward. They It's interesting because I had assumed like they were to get, they've been going on dates in the show for like episodes. I was like, oh, I assume they're together. But this episode clarified they're not really together and they haven't even kissed or anything. It's this a, was their first kiss. It's a very like innocent relationship. Like we are modeling a relation a slower relationship build because mm-hmm. our audience for this show was not adults. Mm. It was young adults. So we're taking it slow. Um, for the children. For to yeah, so that we don't maybe encourage people to um, rush into physical relationships mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I mean, I think times have changed, and the media has decided that that does not matter. Yeah, <laughs> when you look at like something like Bridgerton or oh yes, or other shows, Gossip Girl, where mm-hmm. we're maybe not. That isn't a priority anymore. Yeah. We're dealing with America purity culture in a huge way. Yep. Where there is no sex education in schools. Mm-hmm. There is no modeling of um, – and that's that's just for fucking heterosexual couples, mm-hmm. um, you know, let alone all the other perms and comms of relationships uh, that they can take. So to be honest, it's amazing at all sometimes that this show talks about sex at all. Yeah. And they do, uh, like, this is the part, like, they, you know, they're talking about, you know, she's like, you lent me this book, there were some good parts in it, and, like, oh, yeah. she, she's, like, ribbing him, and he's like, what, who drew all over it, <laughs> um, and, and, like, she's like, I just love to make you squirm, it's so cute. I know. <laughs> just to wind him They're up. doing little, flir- like, she's really doing flirty blurry, yes. and she's like, we'll get together this weekend, and, and I'll make you squirm. Yeah. She's explicit. Yeah. She's like, we're going to have sex we're gonna on bone. Saturday. Come on now. <laughs> then they're both like, Saturday, Saturday. And then they have that great kiss and the mm-hmm. bell rings. It's so cute. It's very tender. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's just so sweet. And uh, they're both into each other. And it's oh, by the end of the episode. So sad, but we'll I get there. Know. I know. So... They have this little, like, uh, flirty flirt, and then Giles is like, wee, and, like, goes back to the <laughs> library, and then there's, like, detectives in there investigating the homicide, which I thought was so funny, because there have been <laughs> homicides in almost every episode at this school. So it's it's a mind-boggling as to why this is the one that the detectives have shown up for. There have literally been multiple murders in this school. I think Detective Winslow... Is a newcomer to the police, and she She's is like, going to get I'm shit. Clean done. up this town. That's There's right. been too many murders. Yeah, how many murders are uh, per capita? How many cases aren't closed on your desk, yeah. sir? Mm-hmm. Well, Detective Winslow, she's going to clean up that mess. Yeah, she. I mean, yep, she was there for business. She seems like one of the only people who has her shit together is asking any questions at yeah. all. Yeah. Um. So he had Giles's. Um, like address and name on this yeah. piece of paper on him. Yeah. So he has to sort of identify the body. And they identify him as Philip Henry. Yeah. Giles is like, oh shit. Like he yeah. knows this man. He knew him. You still don't really know how yeah. he knew him, but then he sees this tattoo. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what that is. And you're like, yeah, you do. And he says he hasn't seen him for 20 years. 20 years. Oh, which puts Giles at age 41. Yeah. Okay. I think that if that's... they're talking about him, be- them being 21 yeah. when this all went down. I think that tracks. God, I think... it's so close to our age that it's freaking... <laughs> we're, yeah, we're closer to a Giles than we are to a Buffy. Oh, yes. It's probably why I find Giles awesome. extremely attractive in yeah. this episode. <laughs> We'll talk about that more <laughs> later. Um, meanwhile, Buffy is at the hospital. Yeah. I wasn't actually quite clear on, like, what she was assigned maybe to go watch the hospital for some, I don't really The blood drop-off. Sure. Blood drop-off. How did she know? 
Because they do it every week. They do it every week. Giles talks about it. Blood has been maybe going missing. Yeah, because of vampires. Yeah. Yeah. So Buffy sees them in action. The vampires, like, stealing, like, blood bags from the hospital. And there's a really fun fight. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really great. Short and sweet, but, like... Um, really fun. The lighting was cool. There yeah. was like a convertible with the car lights. Like it's just, just fun. We get to see Angel fight with Buffy yeah. side by side and he's amazing. Yeah. Too. He like throws his body and like he like launches himself at these other vampires. And then Angel does the best. He like kicks this one vampire and the vampire does like a triple axle into the cattle, into the <laughs> convertible. It's amazing. <laughs> He does, and he sticks it. Yeah, yeah. he sticks it, and he just drives Drops away. It. It's so good. <laughs> that was an excellent fight moment. <laughs> the stunt people on the show are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and it's just nice because this episode wasn't necessarily, like, fight-heavy, mm-hmm. but that was a good little fight to have in there. Totally. Like, it broke up the episode. Um, so then Buffy's like, I gotta, you know, she sees Angel. This is just a very tiny bit of Angel in this yeah. episode. but It's business. Yeah. Yeah. But she does, Is it's like a little bit awkward. They're like, oh, hi. Um, and then she's like, I gotta go. I gotta go talk to Giles. So just a bit of Angel. I mean, bangle. <laughs> in there. Pardonnez-toi. <laughs> so she goes to Giles' house. I believe this is the first time yes. we've gone to Giles' house. This is the first time we've before. gone to Giles' house. And I was very interested. How do you like it? Would you would you rent it? Would you rent his it, home? Yeah, it looks great. Kind of, um, the door is like a... Metal door. Yeah, with like... Um, almost looks like crosses like in, in it uh, or something. But like lovely metal work in that door. And inside, I I wrote down this stuff later, but we can talk about it right now. It's all green. Like, his mm-hmm. whole house is green, mm-hmm. which I love. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's got a Tiffany lamp, mm-hmm. which I have a Tiffany lamp, so I'm Are you like saying your child? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except my Tiffany lamp is better. His is like kind of the... I, I find the, the dragonfly version, which there's a lot of dragonfly Tiffany lamps, I find them a bit gaudy. Mm-hmm. Mine's a bit more, like, art deco-y, um, but I still love a Tiffany lamp. <laughs> and he's got a rotary phone. Yes. Which I also knew, I was like, Marley's going to love the way. And I love all it. the phone work in this episode is so good. Like, the picking up the phone yes. by the... By the dial, the base tone thing, thing and yeah. carrying it around, having the cord so funny. to manage. Yeah. So it's... He's using it like a portable phone or like a cordless phone, but it is fully corded. It's just so beautiful. The choreography, the phone choreo is so good. Yeah. And, yeah, and the ripping of the phone yes. jack. And, yes. But inside he also has a lovely – he's got his kitchen and then there's a cutout, like, bar kind of thing in the kitchen, which I love too. So it was a nice to see Giles' house. Um, A bit 90s. There was a fireplace, but – Ugh, I bet it used to be brick, but they did this thing in the 90s where they would cover it up with, like, ugly tile or, like, white plaster. So that's what the fireplace was. It was, like, white with, like, a weird tile border, colorful tile border. It's tragic, but you could, you could like, redo that if yeah. you wanted to. When Giles has some spare time, I bet he will. And it was probably more fashionable in the 90s yeah. to do something like that. but. I would advise against it. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so uh, he looks hot in the scene. He's got a little five o'clock shadow. Yeah. He's disheveled. Yeah. Um, Buffy's like, "What are you? What's wrong with you?" He's like, "I'm really. Bu- I can't talk to you right now. Like, go away." Um, she can smell liquor on his breath because <laughs> he's been drinking and freaking out. Um, and then you see that he's got this list of names. He's like, oh, wait, he uses the phone to call and see if Deidre is alive. And she dead. She was demon dead in outside his office. She was patient zero outside his office, yeah. And so he, like, crosses off. It's like Kill Bill with the names. He, like, crosses off, and it's just him and Ethan Rain. Ethan Rain. On the list. Don't you love Ethan Rain as a name? It's a great name. It sounds like a Mystery, like a murder mystery character totally. or something. Um, it's a great name. And Rupert Giles and Ethan Rain. Rupert Giles. I love the name Rupert. Um, 
He and then it is revealed that he has the tattoo that yeah. the mark. So you kind of put the pieces the dark together. Mark. Yeah. yeah, the dark mark. <laughs> oh my totally god, the dark totally. Mark. Yeah. So you put the pieces together that that they're they all have this tattoo. They all have this connection, but you don't yeah. exactly know why yet. But they're dying. They're being hunted. Yes. Um, just like Kill Bill, their time is up. So the next day, the, it's like the Saturday computer. Yes. Class. The detention, but with all the But with friends. just the Buffy gang. Like, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be catch up for, like, normal students. Like, why? Okay, whatever. Just, <laughs> just to get them all. Xander and Cordelia, and conveniently Willow is teaching the class. Yeah. With Miss Calendar. Just for the two of them. <laughs> um, and Buffy's like, oh, you guys, Giles is so weird. Something's going on with him. Mm-hmm. He was drinking alone. I always think this is funny. I'm like, I drink alone. <laughs> everyone drinks alone. Not everyone, but it's okay to have a drink alone, everyone. It is okay to have a drink alone. I understand that scene is weird, but Giles is acting super fucking weird. It's out of character for him. Yeah. I get it. I just find it funny when shows like demonize drinking. They have to. They're like... In this time. I know. Only specific times are you allowed to have a drink and being alone is not one of them yeah it's it's very it's it's weird it feels like there aren't many shows of this time that can strike either we worship alcohol and Mm -hmm. we worship parties in an unhealthy way Mm -hmm. or we say not at all like we really are in a culture of excess or none none yeah and it that's for me what's very awkward yeah but I get it. He's being weird. He he was, like, all frazzled and had his 5 o'clock shadow. And he only had his fucking, like, disheveled. face through the crack in the door. Like, when yeah. someone's like, uh, I never mind. talk right now. Uh, you know, like, they're, like, yeah, it's super weird. And for a parent, which is the role that Giles plays, mm. a- and smelling alcohol on their breath and not letting you come in, it's it would be totally strange. His behavior is erratic and strange and confusing to yeah. Buffy. But yeah, it's when she breaks the news about, and he was drinking, drinking alone. <laughs> I think that's the thing that makes it like oh, okay. funny. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, I'm going to go check the library, everyone, uh, for trials, whatever. And so she goes in the library, and this library. This is way bigger than I thought. I didn't really notice there was, like, a whole back stacks area. I don't think they've ever... They've gone in the stacks, like, up, but I didn't know there was, like, another room and then, like, like all these stacks back there. Definitely. It's definitely a new... It's a new addition onto the library. We didn't know it didn't exist. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But we didn't know that it did. Just like that cage didn't exist for quite a few episodes, and And then then it was like... Well, there's a cage in the library. How convenient. Yeah. We use it in this episode, too. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't really work as a cage. So what is it for? <laughs> <laughs> it's a jail. Um, uh, so uh, amazing. Another addition into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's in there and um, she's being followed. She's looking around for trials. But um, someone pushes over big stack on her. It's fucking Ethan Rain. What a chaos demon he is. I know. I don't understand him, but it's, he's very intriguing. Yes. Because, like, he – I don't know really what he's doing in Sunnydale. He he came in the Halloween episode, and he was trying to – Raise a chaos ha- demon. Raise a chaos demon, and he did. Yeah. And – Everyone he, became their costumes and stuff, and but he must have known Giles was in Sunnydale, or did, was he drawn because of the Hellmouth? I think it's both. Okay. Uh, uh, we learn in the Halloween episode that he worships chaos, mm-hmm. and that he goes where the chaos goes. But we don't really know, like, he's a human. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only human we know that's drawn to the Hellmouth. Yeah, and obviously... Him and Giles were both into the occult. Yep. And into magics and things. So there's something, yeah, there's something there that's drawn them both to this place. But it's interesting. I'm always not quite sure why he's doing it. But but he's an interesting character. Uh, 
and very Satan-y dream again of Giles after he's passed out drunk. He's having his Satan dreams, his flashbacks. Um, and then Buffy calls him and is like, what is the mark of Aegon? Yeah. Aegon? Igon, I think. Igon. I spelled it A-I-G-O-N. I don't know if that's how you spell that's it. That's how I spelled it, oh, too. Cool. But I think they spelled it E-U. Igon. 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 Oi. Igon. Agar. Okay. Igon. Um, and he's he's freaking out. He's like, oh, stay away from Ethan. Oh, my God. And like, I think Giles is avoiding the this all inevitably coming to a head and everyone finding out his, like, dark past. Well, I think what – because what Giles is – what is Giles most afraid of, actually? I mean, I think he's afraid of dying. He's afraid of dying. But isn't – would you say he's also more afraid of them finding out? I think he's afraid of killing the people he loves. Yeah. Because this is what happened is he he played around with um, magic and he killed one of their group members and it fucked him up and he's afraid that he will do it again. He will play around with magics that he doesn't know about and, and kill people he loves. That is true. It doesn't explain why he doesn't say anything. It's true. Yeah. It, it for me, I think that's true. But he cannot do that without revealing who his he shame. was. Yeah, his shame. So I think it's also about his the preservation of who he is now, mm. and he's worried that he'll lose that too. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think he would just tell them what's going on. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't do that until like the very end. It's it's it feels very natural to me. People have this defense mechanism where they don't you a lot of the times you almost have to be forced to say the oh, thing. No. Like you're like, "Oh, denial, denial, denial." And then it's too obvious and you have you have to come out with it. Like you know, it's like embarrassing and painful. You just you inevitably have to. So he's he's totally just freaking out and doesn't yeah. want anyone to find out. Yeah. Um and the uh, gang's in the library, like, doing research and stuff, and the demon guy comes in, Philip, and everyone's there. Giles is there. They have a little scuffle. They, like, hide him in the cage, whatever. <laughs> we say some jokes. There's some jokes. Um, <laughs> joke, joke, joke. Cordelia's in this episode for some reason. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the demon breaks out and, like, strangles Miss Calendar. Um, and then turns into the blue goo because whatever he's threat the body is threat I don't I can't remember how that exactly went down. Yeah, he's being beaten up. Oh yes. Um, but also I think he just turns into the blue goo to jump into Miss Calendar. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It's an opportunistic thing because a live body is better than dead body. Well, I, and he can jump into an unconscious body. Yes. So. The blue goo goes into Miss Calendar. They don't really know what happened. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wrote in here, Messy Giles is hot. And, yeah, he is. He's like, I, I'm going to screenshot some stuff because he, I was like, Giles, he looks, so, he's so hot in Anthony this episode. Anthony Stewart Head is so, he's a beautiful man. He's dreamy and he looks all disheveled and like, and like has his little Bible hook shadow and he's like sweaty. He just looks great. Like he looks so good. Yeah. And he's vulnerable mm-hmm. and he's unhinged. Yeah, Which is also, he's, he's experiencing a loss of control mm-hmm. and that is very sexy because you're seeing someone who is not there's no more pretense yes who's normally so straight laced yes. which they showed really well in the beginning of the episode like he's so buttoned up um yeah. and also repressed in his sexuality too because he was like oh, oh when they were when miss calendar was making like sexy jokes so it's also about sex too right yeah. like and he's getting more disheveled and almost more like Lucy and sexy. Yeah. So hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he takes Miss Calendar back to his place. Yep. um, To, like, 
get her drink um, to calm down after this incident. And the gang is, like, researching stuff in the library. Yeah. They're... They don't know the gang crime club. Mm. Crime, crime club, club, yes, doesn't know. The Scoobies don't know that Miss Calendar has gone over to Giles's because it was her idea. Oh. She was like, "Thanks so much for letting me come over. I wasn't ready to be alone." Oh, yeah, that's what she okay. says. Okay, so they don't know. They don't know, and also this helps us be like the demon slash the woman in this scenario has consented to being alone because mm. we're about to get all hot and heavy. We're yes. about to have this very dramatic. Um, possible sexy time, mm-hmm. you know, which Giles doesn't know it's with a demon or whatever. Yeah. But we're going to go into the land of maybe some orgy fun happening in that office chair. Mm-hmm. And I think the setup of her saying, I, I, it was my choice to come here is also very intentional by the writers. Mm-hmm. And it's the demon too, like yes. manipulating. It isn't Miss Calendar. No. But we still have physically in the space, we still have. Her. Her. Yeah. yeah. And you don't really know the yeah. demon is there. You well, don't we've seen know. her eyes flash. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. So when we she do, hugged him. But we don't know what don't, is yeah. going on. Or, like, how much control she has or whatever. We don't know the exactly what's going or, down. Is Miss Calendar still there mm. while this demon is riding her body, taking it for a spin around <laughs> Sunnydale? <laughs> around the block. Uh, so the gang finds out they find this like old picture of Giles in as like a Which bass I think player. Is real. Really? I think it's real because Anthony Stewart Head, as you will see in the show, is a singer, plays guitar. Oh. So he's hot. I was like, <gasps> sexy young Giles playing like the bass guitar, all. like uh, in some punky band. I felt like his nails were painted black. Like you mentioned in previous episodes that like Spike. Yeah. He's, like, roughly based on, like, maybe a young Anthony Stewart head. Yes. Like, and so. And he takes his accent, like, the actor James mm-hmm. Marsters is doing the real accent that Anthony Stewart has, has in, head has in real life. So this is all, like, kind of inspo from his real life and, yeah. like, his punky roots. Yeah. Which is so cool. Um, we'll confirm if it's his real photo, but it's it's like a. I was like, Giles, cool band guy is so good. I feel like they wouldn't show it if it wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll find out. We'll find out. We say uh, that a lot on the show and sometimes I know, and then don't do it. But sometimes we don't do it. But um, maybe we'll do it. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they do find out that the the tattoo symbol is this um, Etruscan symbol meaning yeah. sleepwalker. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and then we see the, like, seduction of... Of Giles, the attempted seduction. This is very interesting that this demon is using like seduction as a way to get him or kill him or I don't know. Like it's using like physical pleasure, mm-hmm. which you see vampires do all the time too. Yes. They are liberated from the social rules around sex. And orgies, they mentioned orgies, like, we're like, oh, what kind of shit was, like, Giles up to when he was young, worshipping this, like, orgy demon. Yes. (laughs) Not, it wasn't just an orgy demon, but just a, like, in Satanism, they often incorporate, like, your own physical bodily pleasure, you know, above all, and things like that, so, very interesting. So, like, they... Have this little scuffle. He, he's like, oh, my God, she's a de- she's Igon. Like, uh, and, and she, like, leaps out the window. Um, Buffy's like, I, I'm going to go find Ethan Rain. Uh, he's after her, him. Yes. Yeah. Um, to sort of help him <laughs> uh, disgruntledly. Um, but Ethan is... Is a chaos man and like ties, and it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap and ties Buffy up, um, and gives her a tattoo. <laughs> gives her a sweet stick and poke in five seconds, <laughs> uh, and then burns his tattoo off with like acid, uh, and it just it just comes right off. <laughs> I I imagine the actor Ethan Rain 
being like, really, director? I think his name was Bruce Seth Seth Green, the director. I know. Of I was like, Seth Green? What? But it's not Seth Green. It's just a Seth Green. It's a Seth Green. Um, Directing this episode, just being like, yeah, just stand and just pour this, like, chemical on your tattoo. I'd be like, really? It's burned off. That's the blocking? That's the... Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally do that. Uh, Sure, sure, sure. Sure, that's real. That's realistic, sure. Uh, (laughs) So it is a funny transfer of tat. I was like, why didn't you burn your tat off long ago if this is all it took to make the demon not find you? Like, I don't know. I know. Who knows? That was a bit confusing, but whatever. Uh... Um, but Buffy, like, quickly is, like, uh, getting her hand ropes off and, and everything so she can, like, attack uh, a... Fight! Aegon. 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 When she comes in. Uh, the makeup is excellent. This, like, Aegon demon is very cool. Yeah. It's, like... I don't know, like pointy elfy ears, yeah. but like black, weird buggy alien, the mottled skin, like really cool. As though the demon is popping out of the human uh, yes. face from a bit. beneath. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's how. That's it's kind of before it's rotting. Like, mm. like I thought the makeup for poor dead Deidre at the beginning yeah. was a little bit too green. Well, they're like. Zombie-ish, because yeah. they were dead hosts. That's right, and and, and Miss Calendar's a live, live host. host. So I kind of bought it. I was like, oh, these are sort of like zombie people. Yeah, but totally. she was quite green, Deidre. Yeah, she was a bit swampy for yeah, me. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I like Miss Calendar version much better. It's yeah. like a level up. Igon has leveled up, and she and she looks cool. Yeah. And Cordelia and the gang in the uh, in the library crime club are, like, trying to figure out, like, how to solve the mystery. <laughs> wow, there's only five minutes left in the episode. We're going to solve it real fast. And uh, Willow has, like, an idea. She finally snaps at, like, <laughs> um, Xander and Cordelia's bickering, which is funny. I'm, I'm like, oh, is there something there between Xander? They're always, like, fighting. Very Beatrice and Benedict, Absolutely. if you will. So there's maybe something there, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally get that. I love that. Yeah. Um, although it's really funny, Cordelia, like, says Xander needs a bunch of acne cream. But it's funny because actually um, Xander has great skin. So yeah. it's interesting because they're not a very zitty teen, teen group at all. No. But I guess the they makeup, The makeup on this crew is amazing. Their skin looks great. Um, but Willow snaps and she solves the mystery. They go running. They have their final confrontation in what was like this magic, I mean, costume store. Yep, this Halloween, Halloween shop. Halloween store. Um, and uh, have their big fight and Angel comes to save the day. Um, and the he goes to kill the demon and then the demon is in trouble so it goes into... Angel's body. Because he's a dead body. And he has, he's a dead body and he has a demon inside of him. Yeah. That fights that demon and kills it. Yes. It's a very good um, thought, Willow. I loved it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to see this great special effect of having a weird internal combustion battle inside of Giles. Freak out. And not Giles, yeah. Angel. And Angel, a little freak out. is like, what? Like exercising the demon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very good, though. Um, an excellent little end, end fight scene. Totally. Um, and Miss Calendar is fucked up. And Giles is also fucked up. And Ethan Rain has escaped once more. Yep. Sure. He, he He's going to live another day. Do um, some more dirty deeds. It's interesting. We have multiple sort of um, persons of interest in this season that are causing mischiefs. Yeah. So Ethan Rain has brought in... And, you know, we've got Spike over there and, you know, so yes. it's, it's interesting to have the multiple people. Ethan Rain and Spike are not together. They have nothing to do with each other. So. Exactly. Who knows who's going to strike next? Yeah. It's becoming a more complicated set of characters, isn't it? Yes. Definitely more. Uh, so Giles, like the end of this episode is quite sad because Giles sees Miss Calendar and is like, Hi. Try to call you. Um, how are you? 
She's like, she's like, kind of like, I'm a bit fucked up. Like, I was just taken over by a demon. I feel incredibly violated. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to talk to anyone, you know. And then he tries to touch her and she like flinches away. You're all right. Is is, is there anything you need? No, I'm fine. I mean, I'm not running around, wind in my hair. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Fine, but I'm coping. I would like to help. I know. Perhaps we could um, talk sometime. Um, Dinner or a drink. When you're feeling stronger. Sure, sometime. Yeah, sometime. I better get to class. Sad. And so I don't know what's gonna happen to them. They're just over now. Yeah. Because this is too like traumatic and too dangerous. Maybe Miss Calendar's like, oh, maybe hanging out with these fucks is not fun. Yeah. I'm a techno pagan. I like to do my my fighting of evil on the computer. On the net, yeah. if you will. So it's sad. Um the little button though is Buffy's like, let's go do our calisthenics. I brought the music. And he's like, oh. And then he says, uh, give the Bay City Rollers a try. That's real music. And we were trying to figure out what the Bay City Rollers are. But Don't you love when you only know a band because of another pop another culture movie? reference? Yeah, You said it. Well, yeah, it's uh, Liam Neeson says it at the funeral of his wife in Love Actually. Yes. They... They take his wife's body out of the funeral moment to the Bay City Rollers, yeah. which was her wish. Bye bye, baby. Yeah. It's funny. That's a very just like classicy Britishy definitely band definitely. kind of like uh, thing, but cute, cute button. Um, but sad, sad ending for Giles and Miss Calendar. I'm not sure what's going to happen to them. Yeah. If they'll be okay or if it's just sort of over. Yeah. What, but. Like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know his personal life has changed. Mm. <clears throat> but him and Buffy have gotten closer. Mm. Um, and he hasn't lost the trust of Buffy. No. Um, in fact, in fact, she can relate to him more because he had a destiny that he too tried to shirk try to ignore. Mm-hmm. And he reveals that, you know, his destiny was very overwhelming too and he ran away from it. Yeah. And Buffy says it at the end, like maybe he didn't have a choice. Mm, yeah. And so he's changed in her eyes and she is seeing part of her life experience in his past experience. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. And like just such an interesting little backstory to Giles' character to take forward. Um, And obviously, that was still only, like, one incident 20 years ago. Like, what are all the other things that have happened? Like, 20 years is a long time to do a bunch of shit, so. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have this secret to keep anymore. Yeah. What kind of energy will he now have to spend on other parts of his life now that he's not keeping up a pretense? Yeah, he's unburdened by the secret. Yeah. I'm sure he'll still be a tweed wearing diaper goody goody diaper tweed diaper tweed, <laughs> but he won't. Um, yeah, maybe he can let go of some of those, uh, some of that guilt and some of that shame. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. At least he doesn't have to hide it from Buffy anymore. For sure. Okay, fashion. Let's move on to fashion. Some Sam quiet. Most of this episode does take place in, like, one day, but there are multiple fashion moments. Yep. Uh, so, off the top, we have to mention the aerobics outfit. Yeah, so good. It's purple on the top and sort of like a, I think it's like a neon-y green, green yeah. legging. And then I think she had um, leg warmers on, too. Yeah. Um, so very classic. I feel like this was an 80s throwback a little bit. This is Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. This is what she looked like when she did aerobics. Did step and aerobics. So yeah. very, very cute. 
block colors. Yes. Usually baby blue, pink, green, mm. purples, yeah. neons. Mm-hmm. Very, mm. very classic. Very cute. Uh, and then Buffy has this halter top with very skinny, skinny, skinny straps in the next scene and like a zigzaggy pattern. It's really cute. Um, I can't believe so Halloween was multiple episodes ago. So this is, I would say, November. And they're like sunbathing outside. It's in little halter tops. I always try and bring myself back to the time of year and I'm like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh but uh but it, it's real cute. Willow does not look cute in her outfit. It's uh the outfit she wears to like computer club on the weekend and the top is like f- fuzzy yeah it's fuzzy say it. it's fuzzy neon green on the top like blue like yeah. kind of like a darker periwinkly blue and then i didn't notice at first i thought it was one dress but no it is a skirt that is just the same color as the bottom part of the shirt that she's wearing Oof, it's bad fuzzy fuzzy and so weird and incongruous to like the halter top be the like fuzzy big sweater. That's kind of Willow's jam. Yeah, she doesn't like to show her skin or her body. No, definitely not. Shapeless. It just makes her like a one tube shape. Yep. Um, and then Buffy's outfit for most of this episode is this little sort of camisole with like a little thin strap. Uh and <laughs> It's funny. It's like fall. Like, it's like fall leaves. And I think cherry, like, sort of like white with like fall leaves on I it. was obsessed with shirts like this. And I got a few of them. Do you remember Susie Shear? Oh, yes. So Susie Shear, I feel like, is where, like, if Buffy were me, would get all of her clothes. But there was lots of this. Lots of, like, I don't know, pretty ugly tank tops but you would get another tank top to go underneath your tank top you know what I mean oh layering and it's just funny fall themed clothing in our world is like to keep you warm because fall in our climate is cold it is usually by November snowing or at least frosty out so anything with like leaves or fall colors would not be a little camisole so I find it very weird that this fall themed clothing is like a teeny little shirt that she wears just with leaves on it but they don't have like leaves that fall on the ground there do they I don't think so I don't think so so it's so weird like they just imagine this what fall is like it's just for fashion fall is just for fashion fall is imaginary leaves in their world. Not to Willow. Willow thinks sweater weather is every day of the year. Yeah, she is in appropriate garb for November. And then Cordelia also has one of these weird shirts of the times. It has like a weird asymmetrical like very Susie Shear. Yeah, like just comes down like on one And there's a slit on one side. It's so weird, but I had these slitty yeah. cutout shirts too, like where there's like a a tasteful cutout. Yeah, geometry shirt. So weird, yeah. but it, it is very of the times as well. And then uh, that's sort of most of what they're wearing for the whole episode, but Buffy is wearing like a little wispy scarf at the end to hide her tat. It's very convenient to be able to be like, oh, I just got to get that removed. Like, it actually takes a long time to get a tattoo removed. It doesn't just get removed by pouring acid on it or one session at the tattoo removal parlor. <laughs> I know. It's very funny. But I bet we shan't see that tattoo again. Never so. again. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar has a lot of tattoos. She has a lot of tattoos. Did she when she was 19? Um... I don't know if she did when she was 19, Mm. but she definitely did when she was still making the show. Mm. Like, by season seven, yeah, she's got a number of tattoos, and we never really see them in the show. They, like, artfully hide them. Yeah. And they're little. Like, her tattoos aren't. They're a little butterfly. Yeah, there's some animal stuff. There's some writing and some... I think she's got great tattoos, but they're all small. Yeah. Yeah. As it as you would be, yeah. Um, in Hollywood, very difficult to, especially, especially tattoos then. in the nineties were 
still not as common as and on women. Yeah, as they are now. Yeah, yeah. And then the last outfit. This is visible for like one second, but it's <laughs> what Miss Calendar is wearing in the last scene when she's sort of like shying away from Giles. She also has a fall skirt on. Yes. Did you see it? It's like trees. It's like red maple trees or something like that. <laughs> on her skirt is like a like tree pattern, like or some kind of red deciduous tree. And on she's her wearing. Skirt. I didn't notice the skirt. I did notice. The very deep V of her very sweater. Deep. Yeah, very deep. Like, she she still is, it's still quite a sexy, she beautiful. She looks like herself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I liked that sweater. I was like, oh, I like that sweater. Yeah, and she's wearing it with this really weird skirt. It's just, <laughs> just such a weird pattern. I didn't catch, I thought the, the shapes on Buffy's, camisole tank top thing were just blobs of color. I'm so glad that you're bringing this weird fall fashion but not fall fashion to my attention. It's summer. It's like hot weather fall fashion. It's very bizarre. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's all the outfits in the episode. Pretty. Pretty well, standard. And like Giles' outfits, it's not really fashion. He was just so disheveled. Oh yeah, he but- just had like sweaty... Unbuttoned collared shirts. Yeah, and his tie was awry. Yeah, it was like loose. So hot. (laughs) Yeah, the fashion. Yeah, so not not buttoned up tweed, uh, like like as per usual. Yeah. So, right. uh, Let's move on. There are things I will. I will. There are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Did anything make you feel yucky in your tucky? Um, one thing did is Xander does this sometimes when he brings up like whores. Like he really likes to use the word whore. Like he was he was talking about his uncle Ronnie or something who drinking. They're talking yeah. about drinking leads to whoring. Leads to like <laughs> it's very and it, and I just hate this throwing around of the word whores. It's so gross like it's just so degrading and insulting and i don't know this child throwing that around like the fuck does he know absolutely <laughs> so he he does it sometimes like using this like slut thing this whore thing this like slut shamey language yes mm-hmm. so that didn't i didn't like it the argument that entire scene the argument about why we're worried about Giles is a bit weak. It's weird. It 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 just it it they had they didn't really figure out a way to make the PG version of that conversation um not super shamey and weird. Yeah. Like with the alcohol thing and with this <laughs> uh very strange whore thing. I remember in being in high school and being very aware of sex workers as like o- in only a derogatory way. Yes. Um and slut shaming uh of course it still happens today, of course, of course. Um not much has changed and also yet it feels like it has in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it would just never be an insult. Especially on this teen show, this throwaway like Do you know what I mean? line i yeah but that was very we've talked about it before but very classic 90s like i'm sure in friends they also use the word whore like, yeah so well they love in on that show it's strippers yes stripper like yeah they're obsessed with always this. just fucking women and yeah yeah they're, yeah so i didn't like that um did was there anything else for you that's the only thing i really clocked do you have a favorite line? Yes, I love. I love. Um, <laughs> uh, I love when Buffy says to Ethan Rain, "I'm gonna kill you." Will that blow the whole karma thing? At the end, <laughs> it's like you can think of it as a karmic thing, and she's like, hmm, "Well, I'm gonna kill you, so maybe, maybe take that back." <laughs> and 
I, I love Are You Kidding Me? His diapers were tweed at the beginning. Like <laughs> I wrote that one down, too. I also couldn't get a picture of tweed diapers out of my head for, like, a minute after that. I know. I love tweed diapers. So cute. So cute. <laughs> and then I love when Cordelia says, this is what happens when you have school on a Saturday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's right. Like, if we'd all just gone fucking home. Yeah. None of this would have happened. And of course it would have. But like yeah. Cordelia, it might, it wouldn't Not have happened to, to Cordelia. Yeah. It was just along for the ride. I know. Those are mine. I had a Cordelia too. I'm going to be in therapy till I'm 30. <laughs> she says just 30 like it's so old. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. It's just so funny. It's so bang on though. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and I had the diapers. His diapers were tweed. I know. <laughs> Okay, everyone, thanks for joining in. Please follow us on the Instagram. Yes. At do my best it. friend thinks she's Buffy. Yep. Um, talk to us. If you like this show, please give us a review and mm. subscribe to the pod. If you have something longer to say to us, there's an email address. You can email that long thing too at what is it? My best friend thinks she's Buffy at gmail.com. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and we'll see you next time for disc three of yes! the DVDs. We've finished disc two. On to disc three. The discs are the best. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have amazing artwork. So uh, <laughs> if you don't have them, you're lost. We can put that on the gram too. Just add it to the list. Yes. So many grams. XO. XO. Bye. Bye. Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.